South Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. This is Aaron with Episode 7 of Open Swim. I'd like to welcome Tim Moffat of Armageddon Man to the show. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, you're very welcome. I'm doing great. Okay, so first of all, uh, I just spoke to you uh, off mic before we got started. You guys are clearly influenced by Black Flag. Your name is Armageddon Man. Um, tell me who else you're influenced by. One of our big influences, other than Black Flag, are bands like Zeke, uh, Are You a Speed Dealer, sort of that like rock and roll, hardcore punk sort of thing. Right. Which... You know, had sort of a heyday in the late 90s, early 2000s. Turbo Negro. Basically anything that's definitely got a punk influence, but is got a little more going on. Maybe some solos, something like that, essentially. Now, seeing you guys perform live, I've seen you at at Poor House and Creepy Tiki a couple times, is just next-level high-powered, full-volume, crazy energy. I I don't feel like I'm even doing it justice, so um, (laughs) kind of explain if someone's checking you out for the first time what to expect. Well, you know, people ask all the time, like, oh, what kind of band are you in? Which is a... Loaded question. (laughs) Kind of. Like, how do you answer that? There's so many different genres and whatever, and I just typically say we're a loud band and things get broken. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> I love that description. That's awesome. It seems to be the, the most uh, appropriate. Now, Tim, how did you guys meet, and how long ago, and when did you first start playing together? Well, I've known Pete, our bass player, for about 15 years. I was in a band years ago called AC Cobra, and he really liked what we were doing. He and I met, and we became friends, and he was in the Groovniks back in the 90s. We kind of would started talking about that, I guess, and stayed in touch after my band broke up and I moved to Atlanta and he heard I was moving back. And so he actually just hit me up uh, like five years after we last spoken and was just like, I heard you're moving back. We should do a thing. That was sort of the uh, germination of the idea. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when I moved back, he had been in a band called the Sloppy High Fives. (laughs) Great name. (laughs) It's pretty much perfect. Perfect name. So once I came back, it was three of the members of that band and myself, and we just sort of got together and riffed for a while. That was 2012. We were Armageddon Man for about eight months in that year, and for reasons beyond our control, we had to call it quits for a little bit and uh, really had a hard time putting it back together. And then October of 2014, we got a new drummer who's our current drummer, got it all together, and so we've been going strong since then, basically. Awesome. Now, you shared with me earlier in the week that you guys are writing some new material. Would you like to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've we done a really good job of trying to put as much stuff out as possible ever since 2014. So we put out a, a 45 in 2015. Last year, we did a couple little tours and recorded a record, and then this year... We're um, putting out a, a four-way split with F, No Fraud, and uh, Chris Barrows, formerly of Pink Lincoln's, uh, oh. his band. And now we're working on new stuff that I'm assuming, we haven't really discussed what we're going to do with it, but I'm assuming it's going to be another EP, uh, just given the nature of the business, for lack of a better term, no, these days. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's better to just get a, a few solid tracks out there at a time. And, and if you're constantly releasing material, it makes it easier for people to always have like the newest, freshest version of you. For sure. And also, um, 
there's not really a point in making CDs or anything like that anymore. Uh, music these days is sort of a, a fetish niche market where everybody wants a 45 or a record or whatever, hence Record Store Day and is so popular. And um, that just seems to be the way to go to make a you know a seven inch or 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 an lp or something like that and then you have to consider money and time and sure you know all this all, all, all the fun stuff all the reasons why people get into making art and music and all this fun crazy stuff anyways <laughs> how did you guys decide who you were going to share that uh seven inch with actually um when we were on tour last year we met Chris Barrows in St. Pete, and he just hit us up, and he was just like, listen, I want to do, like, a Florida four-way split. You know, uh, I've got these guys on board. We really like you. Do you guys want to be a part of it? I'm like, how do you say no to that? Of course awesome. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> you know, uh, we talk a lot here on Open Swim about bands supporting bands, and that's one of my very favorite things about the South Florida local scene is that every time I'm at a show... I see guys from other bands that aren't even necessarily there to play. They're there to just support their friends in what they're doing that particular night, especially at Poorhouse. I see it a lot, I guess, because it's so centrally located. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, now, who are you, some of your favorite bands to go see and support when you're not playing on a set? Oh, man. We have such a really good, um, fruitful scene down here. It's 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 crazy. I mean, Vagrant Stomp, Sand Rats, Milk Spot, down in Miami, you have Crud and... Shroud Eater, I mean, I know I'm, I'm forgetting a ton of bands, but even beyond that, like Bluebird and, and um, Jabber Jaws and the hip-hop scene who support all the punk rock stuff, too, so we support them, and it's a very cool, very, very interesting scene, because everybody just sort, sort of, we're all coming from the same place, so everybody supports everybody, you know? Yeah, it's very... I mean, I feel like it's unique to, to South Florida, specifically how we kind of just genre jump and and go from, you know, one scene to the other kind of seamlessly. And you also mentioned a lot of the same bands that Rob Elba did when I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. You guys have very similar taste. <laughs> well, this is because he has amazing taste. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> So tell me about your upcoming shows. You've got one with my friends in the Shakers at Poor House next weekend, right? Yes. Uh, we, we play Poor House on the, I believe it's the 29th, next yeah. Saturday. Yep. Um, with Son of Crusher, which is, they're really great. So that I think it's like their second or third show, but they're really good, like old school dudes from the scene. Cool. Um, Shakers, us, and then Asymmetric Combat. So that should be a, a pretty... Good show. I imagine it'll be a little rowdy, but, you know. That's what you I'll should be... expect, yes. <laughs> One can hope, right? <laughs> and also next month, you guys are at Propaganda. Who are you with on that bill? Oh, right, yeah. We're, we're playing with um, Pears, who are on Fat Records. And then Between Enemies and Whiskey Walls, uh, all really good bands. It should be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. That should be a really fun show. I, I've never seen Pairs, but I've heard that they're really crazy live. So. I know Pete is Palm Beach-based, so do you guys kind of go back and forth between Broward and Palm Beach shows? A little bit. You know, I'm the only one who lives in Fort Lauderdale. Everybody else lives in Palm Beach. Huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be a little much, but that's what you got to do for your art. We don't play Palm Beach nearly as much as we probably should. We kind of do better in Fort Lauderdale and Miami, um, although we should be doing that more often. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot, man. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I love uh, propaganda. Um, we played Kelsey Theater. That was fun. I mean, I always have a good time. Like, it's not like that or, you know, or anything weird. But I always like to ask 
what your favorite memory from a performance is and your most awkward moment at a performance is? Oof, favorite memory. I actually, like, fell off the bar at the poorhouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sometimes I jump. This time I think I actually fell. <laughs> I slipped, and I just sort of whoop, went straight down. And oh, it was like a hushed silence, and everyone stopped moving. And uh, I jumped up. And just kept the song going. Nice. <laughs> it was like, yay! <laughs> it was kind of, it was very cinematic. It was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where everyone waits to make sure. Like, did he oh, mean yeah, to do that? Oh, yeah, everyone was like, or... oh, okay, he's good. Okay, he's good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, worst memory? Oh, boy. So I have a really good one, actually. When we were initially doing Armageddon Man, uh, before we played any shows or had anything booked, um, I had made a deal with a friend who was booking shows in Miami that we were going to open for um, the Super Suckers. So we spent like the whole summer really doing everything we could to try to make a name for ourselves to really, all leading up to that show, we did everything we could to sort of make that a really, really good show for him and for us and for the Super Suckers and whatever. One of our members didn't show up. We had already been drinking. And by the time it was our turn to go on, we were not ready to play at all. Oh, no. We had never played without this member. We, it was just, it was a catastrophe. We should have just backed out. Instead, no one could hear each other. No one wanted to stop. We just sort of like went for it. And it was a car wreck. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, what did we just do? This is terrible. Um, it was <laughs> good thing it was at Churchill's. It was pro- it probably would have been um, more appropriate for, like, IMC or something, because it was just a wreck of, like, people jumping around, making random noises and, like, falling into each other. And oh it was it was quite literally probably the worst show I've ever played. <laughs> oh, man. Now, and how did people receive it? Were they like, what the hell is going on? Or um, Yeah, basically, I think they were just sort of, like, stunned in the silence and and, and staring us down with like daggers in their eyes like what is this how did you guys get going right before super suckers and actually super suckers got on the stage and said you know hey there were some really good bands that played tonight and some that weren't you know who you are and we're oh, like oh man oh, that's oh, a oh, sick oh. burn that's terrible <laughs> i'm not saying that we didn't have it coming <laughs> yeah oh, well no i hear you but damn <laughs> it was a little uh yeah that one burned Yeah, no kidding. So uh, before I let you go, I want to give you the opportunity to share all of your social media links, your handles, where we can find your music and best listen to it. And of course, I'll share that on our Shark page as well. Sure. Um, Yeah, we have a Facebook page. Just search for us and you'll find it. I promise. Um, And then our Instagram is Instagram Armageddon underscore man underscore band. I know we have a band camp. Bandcamp.com forward slash Armageddon underscore man underscore band. Um, <laughs> they all link to each other. So Variations on find, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, got to try to keep it simple. Of course. Names long enough. <laughs> all right, Tim, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. It was great chatting with you. Hey, thanks for having me.